If you've been following along and have never joined a design bootcamp, I'm going to encourage you to sign up. It's five hours of workshops and we have live versions going on often so you can come and ask questions. Go to www.designsuitecourses.com slash designbootcamp. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today I am going to be talking about a model that I use in my book. Um, I don't think until now I've actually told you guys when it's coming out. It's currently on pre-sale. It went on pre-sale February 19th, I believe, and it is now available in that, and so you can, you can pre-order it. Um, and it will become available March 12th. I'm so excited about this. This is my first book ever. Um, I just appreciate all of you who've already purchased it on pre-sale. I just, it makes me super excited um, to give you the information that so many have been asking for. Um, we have had hundreds, if not, we're probably in the thousands now of designers come through one of my design boot camps or you know, one other workshop that I've done, like the accelerated workshop or an illustrator whiz workshop. And it is amazing to me how little great information there is out there about becoming a designer. Um, there is a lot out there about doing the actual design work. And I, that is an important piece of this. You guys know, I feel that, but there isn't a lot out there like frameworks to help us become great designers and great design business owners. So the book is called design profit and prosper, and you can get it on Amazon. So just go to Amazon and put in Karina Gardner design profit and prosper and get on the wait list for that um, book because it'll be out March 12th. And here is the cool thing. Um, in the book, you will see that there is a link for a workbook that comes with uh, the, um, the book. So make sure and check that out as well. Okay. All right, guys. Um, so let's talk about one of the models. This is not a new model for me. This is a mod This is one of my signature models. I have several, and I give a few in the book so that people can understand how I use them. Some I've taught in design bootcamp. Some I have not. This particular model I'm going to tell you about today is one that we do in design bootcamp. It used I used to never teach it ever. It was only Design Suite ever heard this model. But um, I started tagging it onto our day two and talking about it. So if you come to a design bootcamp, you'll hear me talk about this in a lot more detail about the importance of certain aspects of it. Today, I'm just going to let you hear about it so you can hear about some of the things that I really believe in and will help get you to where you want to go. All right. Okay. Oh my gosh, I should have a notepad for those of you who are on YouTube. I don't. And I even have it written on my big notepad. All right, you're just gonna have to visualize it. If you come to a design bootcamp, you'll see me writing it out and talking about it with you. Okay, so there are four steps in the design process, okay? This is once again, my signature framework. So the first one is ideation. Most people, especially if they're aspiring designers and they don't know the software yet, spend a lot of time in ideation. That's kind of how they get to the point where they're like, I need to learn the software, right? So in ideation, what happens is we're thinking about things, we're seeing beautiful designs out there and wishing we could do it ourselves. Also happening during ideation is if you are someone who could literally walk into a store and you start looking at things and immediately start thinking of products for them, yeah, you, like you're someone who wants to become a designer, right? Because you can just like, you can see how a product would be better if you just X, Y, and Z it, right? So um, ideation is a great thing 
Most designers are visionaries of some sort. That's how we're able to get things onto the table in the palatable format that we need to for, um, you know, for clients or customers to use it, right? So ideation is a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. I do not like people spending too much time in it. Instead, I like people to spend more time in stage number two, which is implementation. So implementation for designers, actually sitting down at your computer or sitting down in front of your sketchbook and doing the actual design work, whether it's coloring it, drawing it, getting it into format. Um, it's actually knowing the software. You guys know how I feel about the software. You do need to know Illustrator. You need to know a vector-based program in order to become a great designer. So implementation is where most people spend a lot of their time, especially if they already have a graphic design degree. Um, lots and lots of graphic designers. I love working with graphic designers because they are great implementers. We, I, the other word that comes to mind is operators. Implementers are so freaking good at design. Okay. Why? Because they're always working on their skills. They're becoming better and better and better. It's amazing and awesome. Okay. The first two stages are really, uh, what designers focus on. You know, if I were to teach back at the University of Minnesota and I had a classroom full of students, we would be teaching them these two things. Come up with an idea, envision it, and then we need you to implement it, create it, create the action around it, okay, so that we have an end product. Generally, those students would go work in-house as a designer for a company, or maybe they do freelance work, right? So that's all they would need to know because they would just make the thing, because that, that's their job, right? Make the thing and then hand it off, which is why very often I call the first two stages like the place where designers like to be, right? It's a safe place, it's what we know, we're thinking about the item, figuring it out, and then implementing it, okay? The second two stages, designers don't love being so much. And in fact, many designers who come out of graphic design school end up in stage number three all the time because they get hired to do it. And that is called production. If you have been a production assistant, you know what I'm talking about. You don't get to do anything creative in this stage. It is a very set process. Production looks really different depending on where you are doing it, right? So like um, production for a manufacturer is gonna look really different than production for an online shop. One uses zip files, we have a certain either RGB or CMYK for them. Um, we might have bleeds, you know, depending on the process. The whole thing with production as a designer is understanding the process in which the client gets the product. And that seems like a very simple thing. It's a little more technical for designers because it means we have to add bleeds, we have to know what formatting, we have to know size and scale, we have to make sure it fits exactly right, we have to know what file format our printer needs to have it in or our customer needs to have it in. And if you're doing something very very specific, like I teach SVG files to die cut uh, printers or to die cut designers. One of the things we have to know is the exact format, which is very simple for them to set up their stroke lines, all of their other lines, how we create score lines. So there are all these technical pieces that sometimes get in the way of feeling like it's a super creative process. So very often designers don't love production. I'm gonna admit, I'm someone who hated production at the beginning. I love production now um, because it doesn't feel creative. And very many designers come out of design school and they get a job as a production assistant, right? So they'll get a job as a production assistant. So stage number three is production. 
in truth, production is actually the reason it feels so not creative is because a lot of it can't actually be taught. I mean, it could be taught in school, but it usually comes from experience. So it comes from actually working in the real world. In, in my program, in Design Suite, we actually have a production class. So it's very short because it needs to be short, telling you if you are making fabric, here are your spot colors, here's how you set the whole thing up. If you are a die cut pr uh, designer, here are the things you need to know, here's how you set that up. So it's actually really simple stuff, but a lot of it most people don't know because they've never worked in that industry before. And it can sometimes make it so that it's impossible for you to get into that industry because maybe you send in some files and the creative director looks at it and is like, oh, I have to teach this designer production. I know I have been there. And because of that, I don't take on that designer because I don't want to teach production. I want to be the creative director, right? So it's sometimes the thing that keeps designers from ever making it into the next level, okay? So I think production is more important than people realize and they don't spend time on it. Very often, we spend a lot of time in ideation and implementation and then in production, people will like, that's when they kind of fall off. They don't finish the thing. They don't ever upload it to a shop, like all the things, okay? Now, speaking of uploading to shops, stage number four is called sales. And it's the part that scares most designers, as it should, because production and sales is the business arm of the model. The first two are the design arm. The second two is the, um, is the uh, business arm. And that's the, that's the thing that most people come to me for. They're like, you know, Karina, I, you know, maybe I know a little bit of design or have an idea of what I want to do for design and I do need your software and I need some help in AI and all that good stuff. But really the reason you come to me is because you want to create a design business that actually makes money, right? That's, that's really what I'm trying to help you do. And so because of that, um, most people, production and sales is what we end up concentrating on and trying to figure out with all of our designers in our program. So what do you think of that model? It's helpful, right? Because then what you can, you can do is you can look through those four aspects and figure out where do you spend the most time? Where do you not spend enough time? And by making those evaluations, it can really help you. Now, if you liked this model and you want to hear about other models that I have in my book, go make sure and sign up for the pre-sale of this book because I cannot wait for you to get a hold of it. There will be a free workbook once you download the um, once you download the book um, or you order it in paperback, which is great, once you get it, the cool thing is that there will be a link in there for you to go check out how to download uh, the workbook, which I highly recommend because you guys know, as designers, we should be action takers, right? So if we're great action takers, then we're gonna be taking the information and applying it to our own design business, which is what the workbook is meant to help you do. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining me and I will see you soon. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.